five four three two one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Let's dig into the news. We're trying to keep it under 10 minutes, like we promised back in the beginning. Okay, Fishburn Marketing BS Detector. And I think it's interesting, just the diagram itself. Um, he's got packaging claims as the number one credible thing that that brands can talk about. And probably because... He doesn't really talk about it in his in his article, but probably because those are <laughs> those are dictated by law. You probably don't remember Schlitz Brewing. It was the number one beer in America, even bigger than Budweiser or Miller. And they there was a rumor that the that the federal government would institute more rigorous beer labeling laws, and so they decided that they they had a tiny uh, ingredient that helped the beer stay foamy okay so they figured out an organic way to do it and uh, they changed their entire formula the 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 labeling requirements never changed but they changed their entire formula and it worked pretty well pretty much as well as you know it had before until it didn't this is the way science works you know you push something through and you know, you may not give it adequate time to see all the consequences. Not that we would ever do that again. But it turned out that, that after a few months, the beer developed a precipitate, a precipitate, like a snow globe. So you'd tip your beer over and there would be flakes in it and it would come out in your beer. It wasn't harmful. That It was all organic, you know. But nobody liked it. And, you know, for all of the brand loyalty that we talk about as marketers one bad beer can can cure you of an entire brand loyalty <laughs> and that's the way it is with customer experience too you know uh i've i've gotten about four shipments messed up with amazon and you know they've sort of done their best i don't want to order from amazon anymore i just don't want to you know i try every few years <laughs> unlike my kids, but uh, eBay, I can write to the eBay people and they make it right, even when they're in Sri Lanka or someplace, so I like that. Anyway, so packaging claims, anyway, uh, Schlitz Brewing, that was the, kind of the end of them because they wanted to, you know, they wanted to be able to say that it was organic instead of mentioning what they'd been putting in. And there's rumors that there are big landfills full of Schlitz beer to this day because of that little decision. Anyway, promotional offers. Well, you got to stand behind your promotional offers. You know, if you're going to say 50% off or whatever, you got to go with that. Influencers is kind of interesting. I watch a lot of YouTube channels, sailing videos, especially in farm videos. And those people are really careful. And they say, you know, here's an item that we've, been sent to test out and we'll tell you how we like it and they also will say here's an item we like and they didn't sponsor it at all but we still like it so we'll tell you that and maybe they'll sponsor us someday but maybe they won't but in any case you know that to me is like yeah that's pretty authentic and there are certain brands that have become famous because like there's a sale brand called Precision Sales that I'd never heard of North Sales was a big one that I had on my sailboats um, but because they 
at, I don't know if they give them the sales. Sales are pretty expensive, but at least they work with them and they must give them a good deal or something because a lot of the sailing channels have switched over to precision sales. It's a great idea. You know, and these guys get 10,000, 20,000, 100,000 views per video per week. You know, how do you buy that kind of advertising on TV? Social media posts, I'm thinking that is, uh, the, is the brand itself posting? I don't know. There's another article that I wanted to put in with this because it was, it, it's actually about how to incorporate design, how to, how to make your brand more authentic with design. It's really, it would be really funny in juxtaposition. But it cites a study from two years ago that says that user-created content is the most powerful thing, which is like kind of like this and this in this area, is the most important, uh, you know, authenticity. And uh, it's a really good article, so I want to go on. I want to dig into it deeper tomorrow. But keep in mind the marketing BS detector, uh, because over here, attempts to be authentic, which is exactly what that that article is about is how to design to look authentic. Uh, and I don't think, I don't think the article and Tom are in disagreement. I think the authenticity they're talking about, cause I've just glanced at it right so far, but I think the authenticity is of, you know, of logo consistency and brand consistency and more like tying your, your, customer experience back to your packaging and promotion offers that we stand behind our product. Uh, So we'll delve into that tomorrow. But anyway, on the far end of this, you know, advertising notice is just a little into the BS lane, uh, which I think is funny. Corporate apologies, anything to do with sustainability, brand purpose statements, sustainability, right? And what does that even mean? You know, paper is the, one of the most recyclable things on earth. But the recycled paper is you is more damaging to the environment than the than the, the than the sustainable harvesting of trees. For some reason, we we think you know picking radishes is sustainable, but picking trees isn't. And you know, then people say, well, there isn't enough crop diversity. Well, look at a cornfield sometime. You know. But actually, they can pre- they can plant a variety of trees, and now they have ways of harvesting trees that are just fantastic. <clears throat> they can go in through it with a tractor and just jink, 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 and done, <clears throat> and it's ready for the pulp mill. So anyway, we'll get into all that technology. Marketing has always been a little full of it, a little full of it, and and Tom, it's a little disingenuous you calling the pot black. There are many forms of marketing BS. Ironically, more the, the more the brands push the sound to be authentic, the more these efforts come across as fake. Young brands can mulch, uh, mench, mench, what a great word. That's a Yiddish word. Uh, anyway, it means somebody who knows the answer, who can find it for you, that kind of thing, and a good person. Just a good guy. I love that. Anyway, he's in charge of global marketing for kettle, for for Kentucky Fried Chicken, Pizza Hut, and Taco Bell, it's like the combined restaurants of Yum Brands are like far and away bigger than McDonald's and Perkins and everybody you think of put together. Okay, so this guy knows what he's talking about. Brand purpose truly is a bunch of crap because it's disingenuous. You're saying, my purpose is to make the world a better place. 
No, your purpose is to make money. I think there's a middle ground where sometimes you can do it ethically, right? Uh, right, yeah. Hey, thanks, Paul, about the sustainability. Yeah, it's always an accounting exercise. And if you've ever done real accounting, you know how creative it can be. So sustainability is more like making your case for whatever it is you want to talk about. What I rally against is training marketers to use purpose as a way of defining and marketing your brand. It often leads to very fake communication that belittles any real effort companies are trying to. Is that belittles or belies? Belittles it is. Effort companies are trying to achieve. So they're making little efforts that, you know, and oftentimes those efforts are counterproductive, right? You know, like giving shoes away in poor in poor countries puts shoemakers out of business. There's a great documentary called uh, something like Charity Inc. And it talks about the non-governmental organizations that put uh, the Haiti farmers out of business because, you know, they had to compete with massive shiploads of free rice when they had a perfectly sustainable rice growing economy. It's hard to compete with here. here here's, here's a couple of boatloads of free rice from the United States that doesn't know what to do with all the rice. Okay, so with so many brands sounding off on the same issues, most purpose-driven marketing is not only not resonating, it's not even cutting through the clutter. Here's This is, I think, the same study that I'm going to be working on tomorrow. A 2019 study from Do Something Strategic, we'll find that, we'll track them down, found that 58% of younger consumers would be likely to buy from brands that support a total cause, a social cause, yet only 12% had the top of mind associations, unaided awareness, with brands they knew and their causes. Okay, so you know that Tom's Shoes gives away shoes. Okay, that, that one everybody should get right. But the point is, is that while 60% of younger consumers said they really, they really like, they would rather have a brand that stood for something than a brand that stood for nothing. Okay. Only 12% had top of mind associations. So uh, is that 60%? That would be a fifth of them. Uh, you know, or is it even less? Is it 20% of the 58 or is it? 12% of the 58, in which case it's almost inconsequential. Even when they told them, well, here are the causes, match them up with the companies, only 25% could, could come up with that. Okay? So marketers need to be highly skeptical. Cultivate a BS detector, at least as sensitive as the customers they're trying to reach. Okay? <laughs> and those those reviews of the Kentucky Fried Chicken, I want to talk to Ken here. Ken, I think you, I think you might have misread your initial product testing in terms of the product, the fake chicken. That's what it'll be called, fake chicken. So here's some influencers. How do we work with fake influencers? How do, how do we work with fake influencers with fake followers and fake engagement in a more authentic way? Right. Yeah. Exactly. That you could even. Do marketers say this with a straight face? Sure, probably. Okay, the marketing team behind this brand is clueless. Well, we did ask for transparency and authenticity, and when we briefed our agency, and of course, and of course, Mark Ritson had a whole big, big, big thing rant on 
agency briefs and how you know agent how the the marketers think their agency briefs are so wonderful and the agencies think uniformly that that the that the uh the ad briefs or the marketing briefs are horrible it's, it's one of these 90 percent of marketers think their briefs are great five percent of agencies think their clients give them decent briefs but in this case it probably was a good one you know the advertising may have been disappointing what do we know about Gen Z so that we can get them to buy stuff? <laughs> That's at least honest. It says, <laughs> it says, so far, all we know is that they hate brands that try to get them to buy stuff. And then I put in, that sounds just like junk mail. And why I said that, maybe we'll conclude with this because I've already gone over time, uh, is that, you know, everybody, for for literally generations, I like to track how far back junk mail went but i went to the uh, to dublin and stayed at a little b&b &B and uh there was a little brass plaque over the mail slot said no junk mail and here's the problem with that you know do you like junk mail no i hate junk mail okay at our family in our household you know i get land's end i've talked my wife into buying from land's end so she tolerates that but i get you know, Cabela's and I get Bass Pro Shops. They're actually the same company. And I get a bunch of catalogs that I like. She pretty nearly throws them in the, in the trash if I don't check the mail and intercept them. Because for her, that is total junk mail. Not only is it junk mail, but it undermines our family's financial position. <laughs> you know, never mind. Do I throw out the Chadwicks of Boston or whatever? The Talbots? No, not at all. I let her have those as much as she wants. But to me, it's total junk mail. I have no interest in those at all. And so here's the puzzle. Junk mail is whatever you don't want. And all the studies say, if, you, if your ads were personalized to my needs, I would buy something. Okay, so what are your needs? Well, I'm not sure yet. We'll see when we get there. And that's the problem with all of this stuff. The problem is, is that millennials, of course, or Gen Zs, of course they buy stuff. They want to buy everything they can get their hands on. And is all the advertising personalized to them? No, because you can't. We don't know what they want, but they want stuff. We know they want something, so we keep trying, and they find stuff that they want, and that's the way it works. That's the way it's always worked. So, but just because there's a disconnect, but, you know, just because not every ad is tailored to your needs, you don't know your needs. It can't happen. It's never going to happen. But when you do a survey, people will say, oh, if you'd tailor it to my needs, I'd buy it, which is also hypothetical and probably not true, right? There's this window of need that's very small. And you better be in their head before the window of need passes. Because by the time you get your real-time advertising, which is, of course, false because it's all historical data. You're using past data to decide what real-time needs are. But by the time I've searched for it, it's probably too late. I'm pretty much a hunter. I go get it. And so now you're just giving me, you're giving me the most irrelevant, the, the harder you try to personalize, the more irrelevant you become. You know, I mean, Kohl's, they never try to personalize. They just give my wife 30% off.
and you know she'll go there or Cole's cash or whatever it is. It's a sustainable it's a sustainable way to go. But if you tell if you tell me or you tell her about an item that you think is perfect for her, either she doesn't think it's perfect or you're out of stock or she's already got it. So anyway, great stuff from Tom Fishburn. Obviously, it provided me with more than enough to talk about. Uh, and it's always like that. Thank, thanks, Tom. Have a great day. Like and share. Oh, and go over to YouTube. All my comments that are coming through are on YouTube, and I think that's because somehow uh, LinkedIn isn't working. Let's see. LinkedIn says the app. I have to reconnect. Okay, so I'll, re, I'll reconnect it uh, in the future. So hopefully we'll get that going tomorrow. But if you want to get alerts, YouTube is the place to go. And uh, you just search for Miglosh and you'll find it. And if you can't spell it, I'll put a link down in the, in the, in the notes below once I post to LinkedIn. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.